Welcome to iPad Pros, the show all about using the iPad to be productive and get work done. I'm Tim Chen, host of the show. Hello there, and welcome to iPad Pros. On today's episode, I'm just going to walk through and talk through some just iOS file management ideas and thoughts I had, as it was a topic that got requested recently and I wanted to cover it. And I particularly wanted to cover local storage options on iOS and what those are and how best to use all the systems available to you through iOS. So that is today's show. I've got a couple different sections I want to go over and let's dive right into it with the first thing I want to talk about. And that's this application that came across my radar, which is just called local storage. You can find information about it at localstorage.eburl.se. That link will be in the show notes. This is an iOS app that behaves more like an extension. And what it does is when you install this app, it opens up the On My iPad part of the Files app if you don't already have that opened up. And it will have this application there called Local Storage, which you can store a bunch of different files there, doing all your organization and management of those files within the just Files app and that Local Storage part of your iPad, the On My iPad part of the Files app, which is kind of a bizarre part of the app and it is bizarre that this app even has to exist. So local storage, their app aims to let you just manage your stuff locally. So they first off open up that part of the app and give you a place designed to store files rather than being this little afterthought of what some people may be using that for. So if you put files into the local storage files part of the app there, What you're able to do when you open up the actual app is get a really nice graph of how many files you're storing on your iPad in that local storage area. What those files are, what are the biggest files, it'll have a nice kind of a color graph of, you know, is there a 100 gigabyte file on there and what is that? It'll break down the storage kind of like a daisy disk, so to speak. For iOS, it does this for only files stored in that area of the iPad. It's a pretty handy feature and something that for those looking to store stuff locally on their iPad, this gives you a more robust view into what you're actually storing. Now, beyond that, the app comes with a couple of share sheet extensions. The first allows you to unzip files from the share sheet. So there is no zip support in the Files app. This lets you do that. If you use the share sheet on a zip file, it'll open that up in local storage and then give you some options for what you want to do with that zip for unzipping it. And it'll save it into the Files app. So that is one thing it does. The other extension it does is the hash files. There's a lot of different options here for hashing files. This is a way to verify data size is my understanding. I don't have a full understanding of the benefits and use cases of hash files, but this extension will do that. It'll do that in a couple different methods. Uh, Here they are. It's CRC32, MD2, MD4, MD5, SHA1, SHA224, SHA256, SHA384, and SHA512. So those are all all the different hashing methods that this app can do with that extension. 
So that is a local storage app, localstorage.eburl.se. Very cool application, and that got sent in to me via email, and thanks for sending that in. It is really nifty tool that is out there. Next up in today's episode, I just want to talk a little bit about the Files app itself. So this app is incredibly useful to me. First off, I love being able to just tap and hold on the icon to pull up recent files. I use that every day, all day long to drag files into Safari for upload. But the first thing I just want to mention is I am not concerned about storing things in iCloud. Uh, One of the reasons that this local storage app is a thing is that many people are concerned about having their data stored in iCloud. And it is a concern. There are breaches and there are security concerns. And you may even have work restrictions on using any kind of cloud storage. And if that's the case, local storage is a great app for you, as well as an app I'm going to cover in a little bit here. But for me, I'm fine using iCloud storage. I love the fact that it syncs between my iPads and my iPhone, and I can access all of that right away. It's really quick and easy for syncing. So one thing I came across is I really do miss on iOS having kind of like a desktop where I can just drag a file into and just have that as a scratch area for files I'm actively working on, an area of files I don't care about. I just want to have them there for temporary use. And I was running up against the problem of, you know, if I have some kind of folder somewhere, it gets buried and it's kind of hard to get to. So what I did is I created a folder in the files app and I called it a scratch folder. And I put a in front of it to make sure it would jump to the very top of the files app, iCloud drive part of my app. So if I open up iCloud drive, a scratch folder is the very first thing that shows up. So it makes it really easy to get back to that folder If I need to put something there or dig it up, it has been a great use of the files app and making sure I can actually get in and out and use it how I want to use it. So that's the first step, you know, just have a folder to to put stuff, a kind of temporary repository. I would love if there'd be a way to script it so I could automatically delete files after a certain amount of time. But, you know, that's just not there quite yet. The next tip, I just want to remind people that tapping and holding on a file uh, unveils a contextual menu that you can do things you can't otherwise do. You can copy, duplicate, rename, move, delete, share, view tags, or view the info of a file by tapping and holding to get that contextual menu. Renaming is something I do quite a bit, and I wish there was another way to access that, but right now that's the only way that I know of. If you know of a different way, uh, let me know, iPadProsPodcast at gmail.com. Uh, next up and uh, the tips is if you drag down a list, you'll be able to see the create new folder, change sorting, and change from list to grid view up at the top of that view. So if you do that, if you just drag down a little bit, you'll see some stuff kind of hidden above the main interface of the files app. The other tip is make sure to have your locations and favorites set up. This is not something that everyone does, and I think doing both of those is really important. Having some favorites in the sidebar, like that scratch folder for me, it really makes it even easier to access folders that you really do want to dig into a lot. You can do this for local folders as well. So if you want to use that local storage app, you can put that as a favorite to make it really easy to get into whenever you open up the files app. And locations. This is the ability to add third-party apps to the sidebar. Make sure to go through that and select ones that you will actually use and deselect ones that you're not finding that you're using in the Files app and get rid of the clutter by doing so. 
So that's something I will mention. I will also mention in this kind of section of the episode that Dropbox was recently updated to enable drag and drop. So you can now in the Dropbox app, drag and drop files in and out of their app. And it's really well implemented. Uh, Google Drive implemented a little bit of this where you can drop files into Drive, but it is still a really buggy app and really disappointing. While the Dropbox update is really solid and really reliable. And if you're a Dropbox user, this is really great news. Another tip with drag and drop is, you know, if you're using tags, remember you can drag and drop files onto the tags in the sidebar to tag them. So those are some file app tips. Next up, I just want to talk about the documents app by Readle. I had Dennis on from Readle not too long ago. And he talked about all of their different apps and documents is one of those apps. And it is a really cool, powerful app, I would say for doing file management on iOS. So one of the things is if you're wanting to do local storage of documents on your iPad, this is the method I would prefer to use. And the method that I would recommend over the local storage app is use documents by Readle. So the sidebar you'll see in when you open up the app has at the very top left iCloud and then under that documents. And if you hit documents and store stuff in there, all of that is going to be stored only on your iPad. It's not going to be synced. It's not going to iCloud drive. It is only on that one device. So if you do have security concerns, that is a really great thing. And there's a lot of organizational things within Readle that you can do. And better yet, if you enable documents in the locations sidebar of the files app, you can manage your local documents from Readle in the sidebar of the files app. And that works really, really well. You can also store things within iCloud through documents. That's in a separate section of the app. It's very clearly indicated where your files are. And... This is a really great one-stop solution for file management on iOS. It's always been that way and continues to be that way with iOS 11 and the Files app. You can archive and zip files within the Documents app, which works really well. The Google Drive integration, I'd say, within this app is better than Google Drive's own app in many regards. It is certainly more stable and it does support drag and drop, so it is a really powerful thing. And if you use Google Drive, I would recommend giving this a try. I also use the app for FTP access. Uh, Libsyn is a service I use every now and then. It's not one I use for this podcast. For you know some work podcasts, I do use Libsyn. And having that in the documents sidebar is great. I'm able to just drop a file into there, and it's uploading to Libsyn. Really, really simple and really, really easy. Something also to note is, you know, this app does fully support drag and drop. So you can be dragging and dropping files in and out of this app with ease and to different services like Google Drive and Libsyn, as I just mentioned here. There's also a built-in browser within this application. If you, you know, copy and paste from Safari a file download URL, like a PDF, that will download that file. I've done this uh, a little bit with some MP3s and things that I wanted from Safari that I couldn't download. And that this is where I go. I go into Readle, into the Documents app, and do this download from within there. Uh, sometimes I'll use Workflow, but this app does a great job at doing that. Uh, there's also a setting in the Documents app 
to enable iOS data protection, which encrypts your data. So if you're someone that is concerned about your security, this app may be a great solution because of this encryption that it does and really does help lock down your data. There's also a Touch ID support to lock down the app itself. I'm not sure how that would work with the Files app, if that data would be available there, but this app is really a great solution for those that really want to get serious with file management on iOS. The last part of the show, I just want to mention the Settings app and the different iPad storage information it can give you. If you don't already know, you can open up the Settings app and click on General, then iPad Storage. From there, you'll get a little bar chart of your storage. You'll see you know, how much of your storage is taken up by apps, how much of it is taken up by music or movies or you know, various other things. It'll be color-coded. I can see, for instance, that I have in use 362 gigabytes out of my 512 storage. And then there's some recommendations the Settings app can do. It recommends that if I offload unused apps, I'll save 20.41 gigabytes. And I can auto-delete old iMessage conversations, which I don't want to do because I'm waiting for iMessage iCloud Sync. And uh, there's other recommendations like iTunes videos to save storage. And below that, you'll see every app that is taking up storage, how much storage it's taking up. If it is an Apple app like Podcasts, I believe you'll be able to delete certain files from within the settings app itself. And it'll be do a really good job at just showing you where you're taking up space. If Overcast is taking up 60 gigabytes, you'll be able to see it there. And you can offload the entire app right within there. And this is a really handy part of the settings app if you're running into storage restrictions and problems. It is a good idea to keep an eye on storage. As it gets tighter, your iPad will not perform nearly as well as it would if it was a much emptier device. Having some empty storage lets your device breathe and perform better. So I would recommend having some extra storage on your device and not worrying about about this uh, so much. So that is today's episode. I wanted to cover some, you know, iOS file management tips and tricks and mention a couple of apps that I like to use. If you have any tips and tricks, please send those to me at iPadProsPodcast at gmail.com. And I'd happily mention those on future episodes of the podcast to share with everyone else. Please, if you haven't already, leave a review on iTunes, uh, the Apple Podcast app. Open that up and just spend a minute writing a review. I would really appreciate it and it would really help others discover the show as that kind of feeds into the iTunes algorithm for what Apple likes to show other people. With that, thanks for listening. We have some exciting guests coming up in future weeks and I'll talk to everyone again real soon.